Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP. I'm Paul, and it's the 25th day of November. If you're in the U.S., it's uh, it's just a couple days after Thanksgiving in the United States, Uh, and so it's the heading into the 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 sort of the fullness of this big long holiday weekend and everywhere else in the world. I'm not sure when your national Thanksgiving or whatever is, but uh, wherever you are, it's Saturday if you're listening in real time. And for many people, that's a day off. Um, And I hope if it is, you're at rest. And if it's not, I hope you're at rest pretty soon, that you can just enjoy it. Today, we will continue in the Luke 4 passage of Jesus and his reading from the scroll of Isaiah. But before we do, as we like to do on Saturday, I want to tell you about the sermon you can look for across all of our platforms on Sunday. If you like just audio, it'll be right here wherever you get your podcast. If you like video, it's at PWN. That's our YouTube channel. It's also at Paul White Ministries. The sermon is entitled Ascended and Seated. This is the continuing series on the Apostles' Creed. Uh, On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Last week we posted on the third day he rose again. I've gotten some really, really good feedback on that. If you've missed that one, check it out. But Ascended and Seated, I think, will bless you. This is a message that well, let me slow down and tell the, the, the a little further, bigger version of the story. About, oh, a year plus ago, I had a real, began to have a real revelation in my own journey of the ascended Christ and, and come to the realization that I hadn't given enough time and attention in my journey to the ascended Christ. And so I preached a sermon, and it's out there called The Ascended Christ, at a, a, a good friend of mine at his church in South Carolina. And I, we got a lot of great feedback. A lot of eyes, I think, were open to say, hey, we've got to see Jesus as ascended. Well, that's been an underpinning to a lot of things that's happened in the last year as far as my fresh revelation of the, the, the glorified Christ. And so this sermon is a lot of that coming together, put together with the fact that he's seated. Because in reality, the fact that he's ascended means that he's seated. And you're trying to do a lot of things in one message. This is There's so much information in the Ascension that really could constitute a whole series. So I feel like there's a lot in this one. When I went back and edited it, like, man, we tried to say a lot in a short span. It's not maybe 40 minutes long. But I, I think that there's so much compacted in there that there's going to be something in there that really resonates with you about the Ascended Christ. So check it out. Tomorrow, ascended and seated, and we're entering into very, very shortly. We'll be entering into Advent, and we're going to celebrate Advent at the Garden Church of the Midlands in Irmo, South Carolina, every Sunday through December. I will be ministering all but one of those. I'll be there, but we have a young man in the church that I'm I'm using and incorporating him into preaching, and so we're going to let him be a part of that Advent journey. And that will force me to move into one of our sermons from the Netherlands in the month of December. And I'll tell you about that when it arrives, but that will be happening um, coming up sometime uh, very soon. Okay, Luke chapter 4. I you know, I told you a few days ago how taken that I am with Luke 4. And one of the reasons is because of all of these things in this Spirit of the Lord is Upon Me passage and I just decided when we got started on this journey that I'm not going to rush this. I want to work each line of this because each line of this is a part of what Jesus is anointed to do. 
He's anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. We talked about what the gospel is, and we talked about why to the poor. Yesterday, we talked about he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and how Jesus is the great physician, and he wants to go to work on our soul, and he wants to do the cleanup work and fix the things that are broken. And sometimes he might even have to reset the things that haven't healed properly. That brings us to the line to proclaim liberty to the captives. The Apostle Paul would write in Galatians 5, and this is a, an alternate translation way of saying this, but it is for freedom that he has set us free. Do not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. It is for liberty that you've been set free. In other words, well, this is what I think Paul's saying. Christ set you free for the sole purpose that you were destined to be free. He didn't set you free to re-enslave you. He didn't set you free so you could go under the bondage of the law. He set you free for the purpose of setting you free. Liberty has been paid for by Christ. In Christ, we are absolutely free from the constraints and the restraints of the law and the system of performance. But more than that, in Christ, we're actually liberated from the reactionary impulses of this system. When we start to see who we are in Christ and we start to step into the liberty afforded us by Christ, we realize that we can respond to the situations of our lives through the lens of the kingdom rather than the reactionary emotional impulses of the system of this world. And that that is liberty perfectly defined through the finished work of the cross. I'll see people say things like, freedom isn't free. And, and in our country, they mean we're free because someone else died for our freedom. But the, the reality is they're talking about civic liberty. But if you wanted to go to a broader sense, freedom is free for you and for me because nothing's being asked of us in order to make us free. It's all paid for by what Christ has done. He has given us liberty. So he comes to proclaim liberty. Notice he doesn't come to give liberty. He comes to proclaim liberty. He gives liberty at the cross. His proclamation in his earthly ministry was that they were going to be free. And so it's the destiny of of humanity to walk in the liberty of sonship. Christ comes to proclaim that liberty. We get invited to participate in that proclamation, And I think this is why Paul writes to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 5, he has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Part of what we're doing is ministering the idea that man is reconciled, that he's been liberated, that he's been brought back. What an important message. We move on to the next line from the, the great Spirit of the Lord is Upon Me passage on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.